Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. They move the game. They'd have to make the call in the next, like, what, 36 to 48 hours? I don't think they'd move it up. You can't, you can't move the game. I don't think you could make it a Saturday game, but no, Saturday I'm, afternoon. But you can't. And Saturday afternoon, the weather's not supposed to be great right. in Buffalo. Well, not what, as bad as it is now. Well, no, it's supposed to get bad Saturday and stay bad, basically, right and, through and, the and, night. And, and just, I want to. You have to make the call, though, to do this or well, not do this if you're the NFL pretty soon. Man. I want to. Ex- well, it's Thursday and the game's Sunday, so you're still making predictions off a forecast. It's hard. With lake effect snow, we're talking about a very narrow band, which can change. You know, 12 hours, probably hours before it actually happens. I mean, it's it's a really tough thing to predict. If we had a meteorologist on the air, I think they would back me up on that. Just having lived in Buffalo, that's how they would talk about this thing, this stuff. Isn't it, uh, for, for you've lived there, just to, to drive this home for people, when you say lake effect bands, there could be a part of Buffalo that gets no snow, basically, and then 10 miles south yeah, gets I'll, pummeled. Yeah, my, my, my family lives in Williamsville. New York, right next to Amherst, where Joe grew up, mm-hmm. and there would be times living here in Pittsburgh in the last few years where I would call him and be like, "Oh my God, I'm seeing viral clips on on uh, Twitter where Buffalo's getting pounded." And he'd be like, "Yeah, that's that's in places like Orchard Park. That's south of us. We're fine. We've got like not fine. We're, we've got six inches of snow, whereas these people have two feet. Like it, it's like that there." Um, just, just to, like the snow on Sunday and the wind is not going to be what what changes the game, what, which what moves the game. It's the travel hazard part. Correct. Of it. It's the danger to people trying to get to it's the game. It's shutting down interstates like the thruway there, which people take to and from the game. It's not wanting to put drivers on their on those roads. I mean, anybody that's also driven between. You know, up you, 79 between Erie and, and Buffalo knows how freaking dangerous I've been it can in, get. I've I've taken. Alex and I once drove to Syracuse, actually, to Baldwinsville, New York, and that is obviously the way we went. It is the most – it is the uh, – scared would not be the right word. It is the most judicious I have ever been on the roads, Pony, and the least in control of what I was doing operating a vehicle that I've ever felt. The one thing I wonder about with this and what Marty said about moving the game to Cleveland is that Monday is a holiday. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have Monday off, and – the NFL would be loath to play. They had to do it during COVID. Would be loath to play any game on a weekday when people are at work. But fewer people are at work. So, 
What time is the Monday night game in Philly schedule uh, in Tampa schedule eight, for Donnie? An, is it eight? Additional eight fifteen Monday night football start. I think typical game. Uh, I mean, the time it has listed is just eight flat. Okay. So start start the Steelers game at, at four in Cleveland. What would you Steelers, rather? Steelers Bills. So I mean, but to be clear here, you'd rather if you want to see the Steelers win, see them manage to play the game in Buffalo in bad conditions. Yes, of course. I mean, obviously. I haven't looked at the forecast in Cleveland over the next couple of days. I'm guessing it's still not not pretty, but nowhere near as bad as it is in, in Buffalo. Sunday, Cleveland, uh, I'll give you this. No precipitation, which is a big part. 25-mile-an-hour well, wins. Well, you make a good point. Could they just play the game Sunday in Cleveland? I didn't even think about it. I don't know Monday why. in Cleveland, wind at 15 miles an hour, 19 degrees. I would think wind chills would push it down near so zero. So you just kick the ball off Sunday 1 o'clock in Cleveland. Yeah, I guess if they were to play it on Monday, you would just keep it in Buffalo. Because then you'd have people there locally who could get to the stadium after maybe they cleared the roads. So you play it mon- So you either play it Sunday 1 o'clock in Cleveland or you play it but Monday here's, afternoon Okay, in here's Buffalo. another thought. I wonder which one they'd prefer of if, those two. The NFL? Yes. I think they would always prefer to have it in the team's home stadium 100% of the time. Here's I would the, agree with that. But here's the problem with that logistically. If we know it's going to get bad in, in Buffalo starting Saturday afternoon, evening, and it's going to stay bad for potentially like 12 to 18 hours, you have to make the call to move the game to Cleveland on a semi-hunch, essentially to give Buffalo fans time to maybe traverse down – you know, cross 90 and get to Cleveland. Uh, like, how many of them are going to want to make the trip in the same day? Probably not many. Yeah, that seems to me like a last resort situation. It just seems like you get a logistical and, nightmare. What are the hotels in Cleveland like situationally? You know, I, you'd have Pittsburgh fans trying to come up. And I get, like, I, I, don't, I don't think that Marty's blowing smoke here. I, it would not surprise me that the NFL, a few days out, monitoring the situation, would at least want to have a plan B or plan C ready to go. The problem is for us is that we're selfish and want to see our team win. And the thing that seems to be baked into a Steelers upset is them taking advantage of some of the worst wins we've ever seen in a playoff game, which only happens Sunday afternoon in Buffalo and it wouldn't happen in another city or wouldn't happen the next day. We've got oh, a Penn man. State meteorology grad who's tweeted us, and Penn State's a huge – it's where AccuWeather's AccuWeather, based. AccuWeather, yes. So it's a big meteorology school. A lot of meteorologists come through the Penn State pipeline. It's Pum- what – Pitt is to dentists what Penn State is to people out of AccuWeather. Correct? You know what the other big Accu- – Mississippi State. Oh, I knew you'd be all oh, over yeah. that. Robert, Robert Sir, our sir. buddy. <laughs> yes, could right. do it online. Uh, Pony is right, says Rich. Stadium could get hit next street over, literally. Might not have that much. It can change in a heartbeat, a fickle thing. Models have gotten better. Tough forecast. Our buddy Chico tweets in, I saw six of these on I-90 between Erie and Buffalo, uh, and it was a tractor trailer overturned by ice, I presumably ice and wind. It's harrowing, and I, I do think if you're a Steelers fan, you have to hope for a threaded needle here, that it's bad enough to affect the game, but not so much that the league determines they can't play the game. Uh, is it Mar- Marty Griffin saying this game could get moved to Cleveland? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. I've talked to people who work for the Bills who think that there's, like, no chance the game is going to get played somewhere else. They don't see any way that that would happen. I don't think it would be fair to the Bills to play it somewhere else. But... Marty Griffin reporting that the NFL contacted the Browns also does not surprise me. Well, they have to have contingent. They do have to have contingency plans. That's just responsible uh, maintenance of your league. Essentially, you have to have a. This is the worst case scenario weather-wise. The games must go on. We've got to find a way to do this. That doesn't surprise me. But I do think the NFL would be very loath to take a number two seed who finished the season on a major heater to get there and say, we are stripping you of one of your advantages. Text into the Edgar Steiner Associates fan text line points out that if that game did get moved to Cleveland, it would be the first playoff game in that stadium. That's hilarious. <laughs> and they'll have a hell of a time trying to get one this year. They'd have to go on a run and hope the Steelers go on a crazy run. Yeah, because they could only host the six or seven seed, and those two teams are the Dolphins and Steelers. All right. Bob Papiani, KDK-TV, legend. Bob Papiani show Saturdays, Mondays with Cook and Joe, nightly sports call seven nights a week with us, simulcast on the fan. Bob, what do you think? You, you, I'm sure at some point the NFL would have to contact TV stations like you guys and let you know that the game might get moved, right? Oh, yeah, I think that's all part of it, uh, Pony. They, you know, they're going to make sure everything is – I agree with Christo. I don't think – I've checked in this a little bit today. I, I Unless – you know, this lake effect ban just exponentially grows. I, I don't know that this is going to happen. The winds will be a problem. I've, I give it a very, very, very small chance that they'll ever move that game. There's too many things that have to happen, but as Chris said, you have to make sure that you have plan B and plan C just in case, and they've been down this road before. But I don't think it's going to end up there unless something drastically changes. Well, it, it, Steelers fans might remember this. My travel was affected by it because I was in Kansas City for this game. The last time they won a playoff game against the Chiefs, that game got moved on a Friday from an afternoon game yep. to a night game. So the game got moved <laughs> back time-wise. Yep. I ended up getting a first-class seat out of that. Some lady heard me bitching about it on the air, and she found my flight information <laughs> over at the airport and hooked it up. Congratulations on all your success. Yeah. Uh, Bob, if this game, is it almost, assuming it does happen in Buffalo, do you think it's like a best-case scenario for the Steelers if the weather is just such an atrocity? They play the game on time still, but the weather's so bad that it just turns it into like a basically an old Army Navy game. Is that the Steelers' best chance where it's everybody's running the ball and it's three yards in a cloud of snow powder? <laughs> so I would say yes to that, Chris. With a caveat, the, the special teams would be huge in this game, and whatever happens oh, to the no. punting game uh, is going to really dictate Brad what Wing happens. Do you think Wing punts <laughs> in that situation, Bob? I think they're going to try to go for it both as much as they can unless it's ridiculously deep in your own territory i don't i don't see any advantages with wind trying to kick a ball especially into it um 
and what that may, you know what it may result in. There could be a lot of disaster in special teams. So, I mean, yeah, the Steelers run the ball, but so do the Bills. You know, and, and the one advantage they have is that Josh Allen runs it as part of their run game, and he may carry it fifteen to twenty times. And if he does, that's you know you got to watch out for him too. He's a big guy that likes to do it's it. Has automatic numbers success. advantage too, Bob. That you take, you can add one blocker to the play because the quarterback might be carrying the ball on it, so you don't remove him exactly. like you would on a normal run play. Yeah, so Bob, I, I don't uh, think you'll see a lot of passing. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, do you expect the Steelers to win? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the deficit is so big, and, and typically in that situation, they have a hard time winning games when they're that big of an under. In fact, it's not just them; it's it's the league in general. So. Uh, it would be very surprising if they did, but, hey, you never know. Weird things happen in sports, and if they get a couple of breaks and they don't contribute to that themselves by playing a, you know, a mistake-free game, sure, they could be in it. I think, you know, I told Chris this last night on the sports car, I think if they're in the game late, a lot of pressure shifts to the shoulders of the Buffalo Bills because their expectation level is far higher than the Steelers, and they have not succeeded in some of these big games in the past. I think pressure would be on Sean McDermott, so... To their best case, they, they have to be in the game late. They can't fall behind, try to dig out from this. If they are, who knows? Bob, how well-equipped do you think this team actually is to weather the loss of T.J. Watt? Well, I think better than in previous years, but having said that, it's difficult to replace him, period. So you would expect big efforts out of those guys, and I do think they're better than they've been in previous years with uh, Marcus Golden, who's a veteran, has been around, he's made some plays, and I think Herbie has a motor that never stops, so don't be surprised if he comes up with a play or two that you may not expect, or at least most people in the, you know, uh, in the NFL don't expect to see, but we've seen enough of him to know he does make those plays, so, but more than anything, they just, they've got to make sure that they do not allow the middle of the field and those tight ends, I don't care what we're talking about, normally, it, you know, wind, no wind, snow, rain, whatever, if you've got short passes over the middle, and you're trying to come, you know, try to take down guys like Kincaid and uh, Knox. That's and they've had their problems there. I still look at that as the biggest key of this game. Bob, if the Steelers pull it off and they give us a colossal upset by point spread, be the biggest in Steelers playoff history. Who will be the Steelers' most valuable player in Buffalo Sunday, in Buffalo Monday, or possibly in Cleveland Sunday? You want one on each side of the ball or just one in general? <laughs> no. The guy that would get Bob, who is your prediction for MVP? You only get one MVP in the Super Bowl. It's only one All MVP right. here for this playoff game, Bob. If they win, your prediction. I'm going to say Pat Fryermuth. I feel like you're saying that just to be somebody who's going out on an actual limb. Well, I mean, I would expect to run. You know, the, the, He's not going to touch it as much as the running backs will. I also think Joey Porter Jr. may come up with a player or two here, so – but I think Fryermuth hasn't been used a lot. You know, Chris, I'm looking at him and saying this, this, I would use him more, especially in just, as I said, with Buffalo's tight ends. You know, that's a distinct advantage, and the Steelers have had a hard time covering. I think Fryermuth can get into the middle of their field, and if they give him opportunities, not unlike what we saw in that Cincinnati game, you, you things can happen. Bob, 10.35 on the sports call tonight. You'll be talking about this game and reacting to the Penguins and well, Canucks. Rich, Rich will be time. there with Chris. Oh, so uh, we, okay. we have a bunch of specials we're doing starting t- tonight, tomorrow, and all this other stuff. So well, Tell us about those very quickly. Oh, uh, We have a preview special that will air on Saturday and then what we do normally on Sunday, which is a big day. We have two hours of postgame right after the game. So Chris Hoke will be there, and um, he'll be on that Mason 
bandwagon as he has been for the last two years, <laughs> and we'll see where it takes us. All right, Bob, thank you. We'll talk again next week. All right, guys, have a good night. That music means it's time for Pony and Muller Power Rankings. Every week at this time, we rank things. Steelers quarterback, Steelers coach, Steelers, Steelers, where they rank among the 14 teams. And a bonus ranking today for Mulsey, the top five wild card games in Steelers history with Steelers Bills. I won't say tentatively scheduled for Sunday at 1 o'clock. Just yet. say scheduled. Yeah. But the right Marty, now, Marty's, the Marty thing's got people talking. Mar it does. Oh, Marty's floating something out there. He he took the you know could turn into the Hindenburg on him, but he floated something out there. Um. Okay. You guys pick. I, I want I'm well I want prepared. you to start with where you rank the Steelers among the fourteen teams that made the playoffs. I have the Steelers twelfth among the fourteen teams uh, that made the playoffs. They came in, uh, relatively speaking, on a heater. Winners of three in a row. Certainly locally. Uh, we are saying we've seen you know two of those three games offense like we haven't seen in years, uh, but that belies the fact that other teams came in in many cases on a roll as well. Like the Packers are on a lar largely on a roll. Like most of these teams are playing well. Um, so here's where I have it. I have the Ravens uh, in there. These are in, these are in no particular order. I'm just naming the teams ahead of them: Ravens, Bills, Browns, Texans, Dolphins. Which was a tougher one than you might think. The Dolphins because of their injury situation, uh -huh. and I have the Chiefs ahead of them. So I do have them last in the AFC field, although I think them and the Dolphins, much as they should be with the six and seven seeds, are close. I have the Niners, the Cowboys, the Lions, the Rams, and the Packers ahead of them in the NFC. I understand that they have beaten two of those NFC teams, the Packers and Rams, and done so in, in varying degrees of impressive fashion. But those two teams are both looking really good lately really good i have them ahead of the eagles who look like a dumpster just waiting for a match to be dropped in if it hasn't been in there already fans out there are calling for sirianni's head i think and i don't know if they're wrong to do they want so. bill belichick to replace him i don't know if they're wrong to do so sirianni looks like uh, a guy for whom the bloom has fallen off the rose and that's an all-time penthouse to outhouse scenario there huh do you disagree necessarily though that it that it feels like feels valid in He's some ways a terrible job i'm not sure what he does Right, he, Steichen he doesn't was call the brains the of the on offense. offense. Right. He's an offensive coach, that's his background. He's more of a CEO, and right now he's making all the wrong moves. He demoted uh, Desai and put in Matt Patricia, and everyone... Is there a more hated assistant coach in the NFL than Matt Patricia? I mean that. Currently coaching. Well, Matt Canada's gone, so that's a good... Uh, that's what I mean. ...to put on it, Mulsey. I don't yeah, know he, if there is. He's a boob. And then the Bucks, I'm going to put in as worse than the Steelers as well. With Charlie, diehard Bucks fans sitting well, right here's here why. as you say that? They, they kind of staggered drunkenly into the playoffs a little bit, beating the Panthers 9 to nothing, partly because a Panthers player just, you know, Chark fumbles the ball at like the one-inch line through the end zone and costs them points matters to me. And listen, I think Baker Mayfield, we've all admitted on this show, we're to varying degrees fans of his now, but he's beat up. And I think you get the worst Baker when he's beat up trying to play through injury. And I think he gets that tough guy mindset where he tries to do even more. And it almost always backfires. So I think that game in the NFC, the 4-5 game, or yeah, 4-5 game, matches the two worst teams in the playoffs. I have the Steelers 12th, Pony. I had them 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. I had them 9th. So let me try to guess who you have them ahead of. Okay. Dolphins? No. 
No. Because mm -mm. they're getting healthy. Lions. Yes. Because you have a Campbell factor here where you don't trust I just them. feel like now that we're into the playoffs, Detroit is ready to choke. Okay. And so I have to see it happen before I anoint them or crown so them So you had anyway. two extra teams ahead of them. So the Lions are one. Yep. Um, AFC or NFC? I have three I have three NFC teams behind them, and I have one AFC team. Texans? No. Hold on. I have str I, you I, have the Chiefs. You have the Chiefs behind them. I do. Interesting. I could. You know what? I can see it when I when I squint and say like, yeah, I would have. Ra I definitely would have rather seen the Chiefs. But you know how it is with me. The Mahomes factor is just so strong here. Where I just I, until it's like they, you know until you see the stake get driven through Dracula, you assume Dracula's coming back. And so until I see somebody do it, I'm sorry again, it. Charlie. But we kind of had that last year with the Brady Bucks. Oh, like. You know, Tom never loses. He's so good in the playoffs. And then Dallas went in there and pasted them. And if not for their kicker forgetting how to make extra points and field goals, they would have beaten their brains and even worse in that game. Yep. So, yes, I have Kansas City. And then I have Philly and Tampa like you. And the Lions. And, no, Green Bay. Oh, wait, there's an extra one. Yeah, okay. Green so Bay. I'm surprised. Well, I'll tell you why I'm surprised in a minute. Okay. That one. Rank your coaches. I have Tomlin 11th. Who is he ahead of? He is ahead of Mike McDaniel, believe it or not. I don't feel like he's had enough answers. I know that they are. He also, stupid decision to have Bradley Chubb out there down 30. Cost him his other big edge rusher when the other one was already done for the year. Got to be honest with you, though. I would not do that because I liked him last year in the playoffs with Thompson and Buffalo. I thought he did a good job. Fine. I'm, okay, these are my rankings. These are your though. rankings. These exactly. are my rankings. Uh, in the AFC, I have Harbaugh. I have McDermott. Because McDermott's on a big heater, and he's their defensive signal caller. Their defense has been much better of late. I have Stefanski ahead of Tomlin. I have D'Amico Ryans ahead of Tomlin. And I do have Andy Reid ahead of Mike Tomlin. So I have five of the other six coaches in the AFC ahead of him. I have Mike Sh or Kyle Shanahan ahead of him. I do have Dan Campbell ahead of him. I could dock him the same way I docked McDaniel, though Laporta's injury is not as severe. It still might keep him out of this game and uh -huh. hamper them. I do have McVay ahead of him. I do have Mike McCarthy ahead of him, which is controversial. And I have LaFleur, who you know I'm not a big fan of ahead of him. But all of these guys, McVay and LaFleur's teams come in on a heater. McCarthy, it's more the Lifetime Achievement Award for this season, for one season. They've been largely very good. They have a home game. Campbell has turned that franchise around. Shanahan's self-explanatory. You know who I considered putting behind him right now? Reed. Their offense is their Ooh. bread and butter, and their offense isn't getting going. That's what he's known for. Among the coaches that are in the playoffs, how many guys? So I have Bowles, I have Bowles, Sirianni, and who? Um, McDaniel behind him. So very similar theme. So as the last there's one. only three coaches in the playoff field that have, uh, in in the last seven years, have fewer playoff wins than last six years, fewer playoff wins than Mike Ryan's because he's a he's first a year coach. Uh, McD um, McDaniel. Because he's a second-year coach who lost in the playoffs last year. Yep. And Bowles, who lost last year Campbell in the playoffs. Too. And Campbell, excuse me, four. Yep. Four guys. Stavansky, you could argue, also shouldn't have as many because he coached from 45 minutes behind the game in his basement. But, you know, True. technicality. All right. Where do you have him really quick? Uh, I have Mike. I'm going to agree with you. I got him. At, uh, I'll put him at 11. Okay. Uh, Mason. Let, no, I want you to do that last. Okay. I want you to give me the top five wild card games in Steelers history. This was your bonus uh, category for me. Uh, game number five, 30-12, January 8th, 2017, a beating of Matt Moore in Miami. Bud Dupree 
basically killed Matt Moore, who then came in the next play, uh, missed one play and came back, clearly concussed, not a, a big failure. Great protocol. Big failure of the protocol. Way to go, independent neurologist, uh, if that was even a thing back then. Insanely cold game. Donnie, uh, were you there? Huge game for AB as well. Big catch and run early. You were the uh, Dolphins playoffs? Yes, I was. That is the rare, Donnie, that is the rare game that I, as a viewer at home, I'm usually very fatalistic and assume whatever can happen to the Steelers badly will. That game felt over very, very early. Like, I was shocked watching it how over I felt I it watched was. it here. At the casino? Yeah. Nice. Good seats? I was over at the uh, wheelhouse. Oh, nice. They set up a nice area for us. All right. Okay, so that's five. Game number four. At Cincinnati, January 9th, 2016, 18-16. Just absurd ending. A.J. McCarron looks like he has the Steelers dead and beat. Bengals announcers going crazy. Late fumble. You got Perfect running into the tunnel. You got Damata Pecco with the big Batman cape coming off the sideline because they're all trying to kill Joey Porter. I'm shocked you that's so low. I'll explain why in a minute. When I do the totality of the rankings, I will circle back, but I will say it has to do with what came after that game. Man, that is a very memorable playoff it's game. An, I see one more that I would probably okay. make ahead of that. All right, fine. Next, your third. Historically, this is close to Mulsey. This is the first game I even remember noticing was on television. G- New Year's Eve, 89, 26-23. Did Chuck Knoll hate another coach more than he hated Jerry Glanville? Answer, no. They're a touchdown dog against the Oilers despite having very similar records. They get a late touchdown from Hodge to tie it after blowing a fourth-quarter lead, and then Gawie Anderson wins it in overtime 26-23, a legitimately big upset against that Houston team. And I remember my parents hosting a New Year's Eve party, and that game was on. So I have to put it on there. It's a mulsey sentimental pick. Okay, so it's sentimental, and you still rank two ahead of it. Correct, because, well, you're going to find out why. Number two, 31-17 at Cincy. Palmer gets hurt. Steelers rock and roll. Efficient day for Big Ben, 14-21 for three touchdowns and 200 yards. And it sparked them to a Super Bowl. Yep. So what could somehow be greater than that? Everybody knows. The comeback, 36-33 over the Cleveland Brownies. Yep. The reason that I put 18-16 to as low as I did, I don't think I can get it above three, and I I said I put a sentimental game for me in three because it's the first one I remember. I can't put it above the best comeback we've seen this team put forth in the playoffs, and I can't put it above a game that kicked off a Super Bowl run. Those top four games are four very, very good games. You're right. Now now that I'm looking at it, it is harder to split hairs here. Perfect Pac-Man. That's Chuck Knoll's last playoff win. It's like the last gasp of him to prove again that he's one of the great coaches in football history. Just Carson Palmer get hurt on the first play, and yep. then the comeback. The greatest playoff comeback in Steelers. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.